Hey, Lady Ada, what is this? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Adafruit Show and Tell. This is our favorite 20-ish minutes of the week where we get to see what people around the world are working on. We peek into their workshops, their studios, their basements, their bedrooms, their WeWorks. And uh, what are they crafting, hacking, 3D printing this week? We're going to find out. Kick it off with some Adafruit folks, and then we'll call on visitors from around the world. So let's start off with Scott. Scott, what are you working on here? Hello. Uh, we'll see if this demo works. <laughs> well, I'm working on Bluetooth. Um, I do have some of the Circuit Playground uh, Blue Fruits, the new ones. Uh, but I'm actually using a feather because then I can hook up a debugger. Um, so what I've got going here is it's the very basic code.py. And what I have here is an app that I'm working on for iOS. And the hope is that I can use this app to read the code.py from the file. Uh, now, there's no button I can actually hit. So I'm actually going to just cheat and restart the app if all goes well. And we'll see. Da da da. It worked. Okay, so now, what happened? <laughs> so the screen now lists the co the contents of the code.py. So this is what my code.py is on the file. Um, ignore this warning. You can just dismiss it. Um, so what it did is it discovered that this is a CircuitPython device. It connected to it, and then it read the file off of it. Um, this cord here is just so that I can debug the iPad. It doesn't actually have anything to do with it. So got it. So it's all Bluetooth. It's connecting to the device that it knows about, and it's like I want that code.py so I can show it. And right. then, then you could do things like edit the code. Exactly. So it's it's doing like uh, discovery. So if there's more than one CircuitPython device that it sees, it won't connect to it automatically. But if there's only one, why not just connect automatically, right? Yeah, And then I was playing around with this. It doesn't work yet, but it's meant to be like a drop-down status bar um, that you can... <laughs> it's All the math is wrong for where Yay, it is. JavaScript. <laughs> um, but it's supposed to show you like your REPL output. So your, your serial output, the first line will go there, and you'll have an indication of whether it's connected or whatever as well. Um, and then if you need to select a device, what you'll do is you'll you'll use this to select which device that you're talking to. Um, once that code works. I actually kind of like the flyby uh, REPL. It's kind of cool. It's like just swooshes. Right? Yeah, it's definitely wrong. And then there's no way to hide the keyboard. But the editing does work. Um, it doesn't... Oh, emojis. Um, it doesn't send it back to the device, though. So Okay. Oh, yeah, got it. Um, that's step step. one of the next steps, for sure, yeah. First, I got to get it editing this way, and then and then saving, and then we'll auto reload like we do with USB, and it will rerun your code. All right, and I'll preemptively let everyone know. Yes, of course, we will have an Android version too. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. Okay, this should, this should work on Android as well. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, All thanks right. so much, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Super cool wireless okay. technology. Let's go to thanks JP. JP because he's got some. He's got a buddy. Hey guys, I do have a buddy. I'm not your hoodie, JP. No, seriously, you are my buddy. No, seriously, I'm definitely not your hoodie. And you, my friend, are no ventriloquist. Oh, well, that's probably pretty true. Uh, but we <laughs> trying. We've got our little friend Slappy, who is a ventriloquist dummy, and I've been working on coming up with some ways to add monster mask eyes to ventriloquist dummies because 
A, ventriloquist dummies, and B, Halloween is coming up. Yeah, it's true. It's coming up very soon. Good. Then uh, watch the show tomorrow, won't you? Okay. Yeah, everyone should probably watch the show. <laughs> okay. All right. So a lot of people, you know, on each show, we say we don't have loans or venture capital. Um, it's probably because no one will give us money at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're doing a good job with that. All right, JP. We're like, gonna... like some like VCs, like I was going to invest in you, but you made my no, kids is, cry. Yeah, we're, we're very <laughs> proud of it. But it was crazy. Yeah, this is what we spent our time on. Yeah. Um, all right, so we'll show your videos and more on tonight's show. Super, great, thanks. Thanks, thanks, JP. Okay, and let's, uh, let's go to up. Paint Your Dragon. Phil B. Oh, good, okay, sorry, you, I'm still laughing at that. You destroyed me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, hey, it's sort of a project I've been working on. Um, it, I haven't shown any like old retro junky tech in a while, and I thought I'd show something. You remember I was collecting um, old computers, and I had this rule, because I got too much crap. If I'm going to collect something, it has to be able to fit in a shadow box on the wall. So uh, let me switch cameras. Got a little tiny item today, vintage, okay. a, a vintage calculator. There it is. Uh, doesn't, doesn't anyway there is a calculator there uh casio sl 800 from 1983. um so interesting thing about this it's it's a credit card size calculator and you know big whoop you know everybody's bank at the time would give them a you know so-called credit card size calculator but they were all you know these these chonky things yeah and the sl 800 is the only calculator that was actually the size of a credit card. Jeez. Even later ones. This is 36 years ago. Um, they were incredibly was, innovative. Like, whenever you look at, like, old Casio stuff, you're like, how did they do that? Yeah. And so uh, they, this was only uh, around for a year before it was discontinued. And the reason is because people would stick it in their wallet, and it would very, you know, promptly, after some flexing, uh, would cease to work. So I'm lucky to have one here that still works because that's that's uh, kind of rare. And if you're curious, I do have one that doesn't work, and uh, you can see a bit of what's going on in here. Um, mm -hmm. Some tricks we've we've seen uh, in other projects, like the the IC is is flipped 180 and inserted into a cutout in the PCB, very thin PCB. Upside down, yeah. yeah. The interesting thing is the. Um, the passive components, I don't know if these were just not like standardized yet or just the form factor was so weird they had to come up with their own. So they're just these like wafer thin um, pieces of whatever capacitors are made out of uh, soldered to the PCB, but they're very strange shapes, you know, large, large XY area and very thin. Well, there's a lot of Japanese like passive component manufacturers, Casio probably you know, was like, hey, this is our, our, you know, coolest design thing ever. Can you make us a custom ultra thin capacitor? Because people were only moving to surface mount at that time anyways. Yeah, it was it was pretty uh, bleeding edge. So um, I just thought that was interesting. Something something that was going, uh, it'll be on my wall at some point. That but is really cool. It's neat that, that still 36 years later, uh, no one has, you know, repeated that feat. You know, I gotta say, like, solar cells are amazing because that thing still works. Like, yeah. if it was a battery, it would have been completely destroyed. Yep. It's made its money back. It only took <laughs> 30 years. All I'm, right. I'm on the lookout for a Rex 6000. It was a PMCIA calculator that plugged into a computer. It was also I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, if anyone knows where I can get one, I'll, I guess I should I look on eBay. Okay. All right. Thanks, Obi.
You bet. Okay, next yeah, up, so. let's check in with Brian and Brian Scream, because you right. got that set up. Howdy, howdy. So um, I've been working on the MPU 6050. It's a six axis motion thing with an accelerometer and a um, gyroscope. It also does temperature. So right now you can see this is loaded the gyro code. That line at the top is the current temperature, um, just to show it off a little bit. So I'm going to grab the thing in my hand and I'm going to hold it in my fist and twist my fist in different directions. So this way I'm going in one axis, you can see going that way. Now I'm going to go back and forth. You can see the other one. And then I think if I rotate this way, you can see the other axis. Yes, you see the blue, red, green, and each one of those yeah. is an axis. Yeah, and so it's clipping right now because I don't have the, the range uh, adjustable yet on the gyro, but I do on the accelerometer. So right now I'm going to try and upload the accelerometer code. Here it comes. And live. Arduino All right. Wing. All right, here. Okay, cool. So <laughs> there it is. The scale on this is much lower than the uh, gyroscope, so you can um, see it uh, looks much smaller, but I'm whacking it against the table and do all kinds of fun accelerometer stuff. Maybe when this other stuff gets off the screen, it'll work. Anyways, that's, that's it. Great. Yep. And then one last thing. This is the OLED I've been working on. Oh, hold on. Go to the camera. Here. Sorry, there's some. Uh stuff going on here. OK, there we go. Okay. Right, so this is a big OLED. So this is the big OLED bonnet I've been working on. Uh, I just finished the driver last week. And yeah, it's nice and big. It's easily readable from across your desk. Um, yeah, nice little display. Chonky. Yep. All right, nice work. Thank you. Brian, always Good. bringing the Cooltronics, cutting edge. Sometimes literally cuts himself on the edge. It's so cutting edge. Next OK, up next up, Aaron. Hello, I'm doing some more costume stuff this week and I'm working on a 3D printed uh, mesh bra, which is kind of exciting. Right now I have um, kind of a fire code running on there. Uh, the way this is working is I have used that fancy trick of 3D printing uh, some different uh, scales onto some mesh fabric, but I made them hollow on the back so they are exactly the right size to fit these little uh, neopixel dots inside. And uh, it's real easy to just hot glue them right in there. And then I just uh, plug in a Gemma and I can I can make uh, armor and you know all kinds of different uh, costume bits that are sort of soft and flexible and, uh, and really cool with individual lights that just animate inside. So also working on a mermaid scale uh, choker necklace that's gonna kind of go with this too. Um, these ones are heart shaped, which just makes me really happy in a girly kind of way. Um, so I'm gonna do a mermaid scale one too. Um, and working on a tutorial for that this week. I love that we're taking like the sci-fi festival costume technology and we're just taking it to the next level. It's like, instead of just foam, it's like now it's embedded LEDs. So this is very, you know, I, I think everyone saw that Twitter video of the fellow who kind of came up with this technique and everyone's like, oh, like, I gotta reload, I gotta do some cool stuff with it. And he was doing dragon scales, but we're doing heart scales. Okay. All right. Mermaids also have scales, you know, everybody. Yes, Dragon, dragons aren't the only scaly things out there. <laughs> I have okay. to do a whole mermaid tail with, with it. I know, I know, I know you're working on your leg. It's going to be a 20 day print, but you'll eventually get one gigantic. <laughs> it's one of the best projects, I think, because 3D printers normally they don't get out of the basement or workshop and you know, can only print so many, you know, Yoda heads. This is something that you can print and then bring out with you and say, hey, I made this on a 3D printer. Yeah. So, okay. 
All right, sweet. Cool. Thank you, Aaron. I was bringing the cool, colorful stuff. Next up. Next up, down Pedro. Who are from space. Hey, yes. Hello, Earthlings. Hi. Um, this week, we have a very fun project using the Adafruit Monster Mask. There it is. I think the dog is like, what is going on here? Dog is like, send help. So next week's project, we're splitting apart the uh, Monster Mask, and uh, I'm not going to be able to concentrate. Okay, with that. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Oh, yeah. He's already running the eyes. It's all he's going to lock on. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're using an extension cable to increase the length of this. We can make these really cool antenna eyes, but you can also make a shorter version like these. With yeah. the standard little nine pin uh, connector. A head thing. So we're using uh, the Ninja Flex uh, little, I guess, gut inspired. Uh, what's his name? The director dude? Cronenberg. Cronenberg style, I guess, like guts and stuff. This is from a, the previous project when we did the. Uh, the what was it the flesh charger yeah that yeah, was like a gross charger that looked like an yeah. charger phone yeah. exactly so it's like a modified version of that all of the files are in fusion 360 so they are completely parametric you can edit these to whatever length you want and whatever like angles so you can like hide all the batteries and the wiring that's going through all that and then the uh case has a uh, little spot so you can uh, get the uh, jst connectors through there the usb port and reset button and uh, what else was on there? The stemma connectors also. Uh, uh, ports for that. And these fit just on regular um, headbands. So is what it looks like to actually like a little skeleton version of it. It's just these compression springs that are holding everything together. And it's a super little simple build. And you can customize these to whatever uh, Halloween costume requires eyes to be split apart. I was yeah. my treasure Binks cosplay. I know. This, we were talking about how it's Jar Jar Binks, but we were like, we didn't want you to have, we didn't want you to tell you to dress up as Jar Jar Binks. It's like yeah. kind of a hated yeah. character. So you gotta, if you're gonna well, do it, you gotta do it in this, the right way. Alien from Explorers. Yeah. Alien from Explorers. Yeah. yeah. That one scene at the end where they're all dancing. So yeah. it's some life when you have like springs in there. You can be like, oh. Yeah, I like that it's springy. And, and what's, what's neat is, like, you know, when we were first working on the mask, we were like, oh, well, how are you going to, you know, it's going to be in front of your eyes. How are you going to see it? It's like, well, you know, eyes don't have to be in front of your eyes. It can be on top of your eyes. Yeah, right. You Take can some be creative. From the animal kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Eyes on each side, too. Yes, that's okay. true. All okay. right. We'll be playing these videos and more on Ask an Engineer in just a little bit. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Next up. All right. Next up, Melissa. Hi. Okay. So I have this Halloween M4 here, and yeah. I threw an AMG 8833 sensor onto the back of it and threw in a little battery. So now I have a little battery-powered thermal cam here. That's cool. And you, uh, let's see. You can kind of see it from there. Yeah. You're warm. You're alive. I yeah. Good. All right. That looks cool. So, I think the Fast. art the yeah. art challenge would be to get some like hot water and paint it on a piece of paper and then maybe point at it and see if you can get it to look like a picture. That's a good idea. Like yeah. A little happy face because it's a skull. So. Yeah. But this is like perfect for doing this because it has the feather wing header on the back, has an M4 processor, the display is 240 by 240, and so I was kind of actually waiting for something just like this to come out for a while. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, and then also great. the battery fits in between it too. So it's a nice Exactly. Battery. So it's just like a little 350 milliamp one, million power one. All right, cool. Thermal cam with the Halloween All right. M4. Well, thank you so much. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, next up, we're going to go to Dave. Hi, Dave. Hey, Dave. Dave B. And oh, wait, Dave, sorry. wait, sorry. 
sorry, no, sorry, sorry. moved it around. Sorry, Ron and Thomas. Then we're going to go to Dave. Sorry, sorry. Hey guys. Hi. Hi, Ron and Thomas. Hi. Uh, so for Thomas's birthday last month, I got him a Pi Gamer, and we've been working with uh, Make Code Arcade to work on different games. Okay. And recently, we walked through a little tic-tac-toe game. Oh. I did a lot of the organization, but Thomas, uh, I had him work through all the logic of it and figure out how to do the different, different things. So he wanted to show it off. Okay. All right. So do I have to, I have to, okay. I'm going to go for the middle square. Middle square. Okay. Okay. This is a lot of pressure here. Okay. Then right. now it's your turn. All right. Where do you want to go, Tom? Here? All right. Right there. Okay. I want to take. Uh, you have to block. 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 Okay. Yeah. Top, top, middle. Top, middle. Right Where there. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, look, I don't look, know. Look, look. Let's see. I'll go here. Yeah. Oh, fool! Fool! Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah. Victory oh, is mine. Nice game. All right. All right. Well, that's yeah. a great logic. It works really well. It doesn't accidentally say you won. When you do win, it does say you win. It's really important. And the yeah. graphics look really cool. I love the peaceful background. Yeah, whose idea was that, Thomas? Was that yours or mine? Uh, it was Daddy's because I wanted like the woods, and I liked how he changed it up. <sighs> yeah, we're so we're working on uh, you know going through how much work kind of goes into making a little program like this. Yeah, because you, know, you know whenever he first got it, he wanted to essentially make you know uh, you know a really yeah game. a first person shooter. I'm going to put Minecraft. Yeah, and I think I think that's important to know because yeah. it's. Um, one of the things I like about Make Code is they actually—I know it's a, 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 Thomas. It's like a lot, but it's we did simplify it quite. Like they did simplify it quite a bit, and um, you know you're dragging, dropping blocks, but so you get the experience of it. But uh, you're, you know you don't have to write every single line of code. But you did an excellent job. It's a wonderful game. We're going to send you a free sticker. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Happy Yay. birthday! And that also means you get a sticker for showing your project. Hi. Um, Hi. Oh, hey. Hi. You also get a sticker because you showed up. You too. For you. So drop us a note, Ron, and we'll send out a couple stickers. So I don't want you to fight over the stickers. Thanks, guys. All right. Cheers. All right. Thanks, folks. Okay. This time. Sorry, Dave. For real. For sure, Dave. Sorry, Dave. Hey, Dave. Hi, guys. Good to see you. Uh, my first time here, so forgive me if I don't share the screen right. Here we go. Share. Uh, it's kind of new for us every time today, so yeah. it's all good. Application window. And I don't know if it works to play this video, but I'll explain what this is. Yeah. I'm teaching my students about data representation. So what you're seeing here is um, ASCII values represented in binary with lights on a Raspberry Pi. So I'm going to play the video. And this is at one-tenth the speed at which the program actually can see and decode the message. So okay. one-tenth speed. Here it goes. So you get eight bytes at a time, as you can see. And this is just a couple of paragraphs of text about Python from Wikipedia. But uh, it uses OpenCV and Python. And um, that's it. Wow. So it's a binary code wireless transmission system using a camera and a Raspberry Pi so they can send messages back and forth. Exactly, and this started as a project on the Circuit Playground Express where I had a message uh, hidden in it and I used a kind of five bit uh, encoding scheme just where number one equals a letter A and so on. And I had my kids advance through the binary patterns and try and figure out what the code was and see the secret message. And then I thought, well, let's have a computer program do the vision and decoding as fast as it possibly can and um, so that was on this. Then I thought, well, this has 10 pixels. This has 64. So let's go to town. 
and uh, you know, be able to show eight bytes at a time, like almost 60 per second. So well, it's a lot of fun learning about computer vision. Yes, it's a good demo. It's a nice, simple, great way to start out project. The only thing that it's missing is a sticker. We'll send you one. Yeah. Email, email support. <laughs> at Adafruit. And then also, Dave, if there's a link to this anywhere online, email PT at Adafruit, and I'll include this in our Python newsletter that goes out every week. Great idea. Okay. Thanks, guys. Good to see you. Thank you, Dave. You did great your first time. Good work. All right, next up, Dan. Right. Hello. Hello. Welcome Dan. back. What you got? Ah, uh, there we go. Okay. Hey, how you doing? Hey. <laughs> hey, um, not exactly electronics, but sort of electronics, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I picked up a, uh, a scooter for pretty cheap, so I've been going through and rebuilding it. Don't have the electronics, so I'm kind of going a little old school, like just plain wire and simple switch and whatnot. It's either on or off. But um, it's pretty functional at the moment. It goes faster than I expected it would. I'm uh, hooking up a, uh, a charging setup. And Phil, you kind of helped with the design of this. Me? The, yeah, uh, you and I emailed back, or I believe it was you. Yeah, um, back and forth, And you kept telling me, it's like, no, that won't work. You will short everything out. And then I would try something else. And he said, no, that doesn't work. And you'd send, you sent me these awesome diagrams. And it helped me figure out how to make it so I wouldn't blow stuff up. Yeah. So I would at least you the magic stuff up if you smoke. want. What's that? You should only blow stuff up if you want to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, well, your scooter looks awesome. Uh, stay safe, of course, wear a helmet, but all it needs is a sticker. So don't forget to email support Adafruit to get your show and tell sticker. You can put it on the bottom. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks, Dan. All right, it looks like we got one person that maybe we'll try to squeeze in. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Uh, Christoph, are, we don't see you. They are blank, so. I think we're going to call it because we have to set up for the next show. Okay. Now that we're using StreamYard, it takes a couple extra minutes. So that's our show and tell tonight. All uh, right. For everyone, thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, thanks for making this the best 28 minutes of our week every single week. We're here next week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Don't forget. Uh, we do have the Adabox unboxing, but we will be doing the show and tell anyways. And then a lot of stuff that you saw or um, had a couple previews of will also be on Ask an Engineer tonight. True. So... Uh, hang out, hit Do refresh, that. and we'll be back in just a few minutes. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. See you next week.